0: Okay, let's try this Uh, voiceover for the Mark and Mac show promo
1: In a world where laughter was king
0: Uh, no in a world, Jack
1: What do you mean, no in a world?
0: It's not that kind of promo
1: Oh, okay In a land that
0: No in a land either In a time I don't think so
1: In a land before time
0: It's about the Mark and Mac show They're on the radio
1: One man No when your life is no longer your own. What the When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost no. on the edge of space. Space. A girl. No. Two girls. No. Now no. more than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. <sighs> a robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired.
0: No, you're actually fired.
1: I'm fired.
0: Get out of the booth, Jack.
1: No. I like it in here. <clears throat>
2: liferadio.fm it is the mark and max show coming up what did mark congleton find in jane congleton's cd case in her car it's an amazing treasure trove that will be on this week's huh, junker money i don't know what kind of show we're gonna do but yeah anyway we got that coming up because it's kind of cool but um first mark when you sent me this video of a georgia jailer having yeah. his uniform cut off yeah i thought this is something that we see in alabama you know fairly regularly if you watch the news it's usually not a headline but every week you've got somebody involved with inmates breaking the law yeah and i would just think really are we not vetting these people better you know but oh, it's not, always been like yeah, this it's not, not like it's like that's how you get contraband in the prison usually right you mean you not inmates but prison guards yes. yeah prison guards i'm sorry prison right. guards yeah yeah of course, the inmates broke the law. Well, that's why yes. they're there. Yes. You know? Prison guard. you know, breaking the law to help inmates. There you go. <laughs>
0: that's so, it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. A uh, two-week undercover operation resulted in the arrest and firing of a detention officer in Georgia. The Wayne County Sheriff's Office said the undercover operation was launched in response to complaints and information received about one detention officer. Um, the uh, officials there say Dayton Beasley has been stripped of his authority and status as a detention officer. He was arrested and charged with a with violation of oath of office, trading with inmates without consent of warden or superintendent, crossing the guard line with a controlled substance, and more. Mm. Officials said other individuals who may have been involved will be investigated, and more arrests and charges will be forthcoming. Wayne County <laughs> Sheriff uh, R.E. Chuck Mosley and hey, and Jessup uh, Police Chief Perry Morgan said corruption in their departments will not be tolerated. No, On no, Sunday, a- the Wayne County Sheriff's Office posted a video of them cutting off Beasley's work shirt. The video garnered tens of thousands of views, and they later took it down uh, and issued an apology. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sh- you know i I don't think they should have issued an apology actually i think they should have said this is how it goes you know they were doing it to prove a point they were mad they were
2: frustrated and they wanted to humiliate him a little bit right and i thought you know what good for you i was excited about it and then again because they backtracked well you don't need to kick the guy when he's down look man you know what people that are actually watching the inmates the guards they actually are at a higher level even higher level than cops you know, police do a lot of things to to get the bad guys. Right. So now that the bad guys are caught and they're in prison, you don't want somebody else breaking the law for the bad guys. Yep. But this is how you get prison contraband in prison. Usually it doesn't yeah. come in the way you would, you know, like in uh, the movies where you see a wife or whatever smuggling stuff in, right. They yeah. get
0: caught all the time. Yeah, And every now but, and then you see that news story about somebody flying a drone over and yeah. dropping drugs in and stuff like that. That yep. just, that just hardly ever happens. But this,
2: yes, you know, in the, <laughs> in the movie, in the, the book, uh, that became wise guys. Okay. Um, uh, where Henry, there was a book that was done before the movie. Obviously the movie was based on the book. It's mm-hmm. called wise guy. But, uh, anyway, when Henry Hill is sent to, he, he was in a federal prison in Pennsylvania. Um, that <laughs> because it was a federal prison where they had like tennis courts and stuff, mm-hmm, he had yeah. his wife, um, shoving, uh, cutting like a tennis ball open and putting drugs in that and taping it up and throwing the tennis balls into the yard. Right. Wow. And so he would like go out early the next morning, like he was going jogging or whatever. And he was picking up tennis balls and all this (laughs) other stuff. out the yard. But again, they always had the help of guards no matter what. And you know, again, we see this in Alabama a lot and, uh, I'm, I, I'm glad they're cutting it down. I, I just have to wonder uh, for every one we see, you know how many more are getting away with it mm, yeah. because they don't rat on one another usually.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's, and even the good yeah. guards who you know know the guys who are doing it don't rat them out because you know there's the little fraternity of coverage,
0: I guess. But yeah, you know this, interesting. the whole video thing reminded me of something. It reminded What's me that? of a, a 1960s TV series uh-huh. called Branded. Do you remember this? No. no. Chuck Connors. Wow. In Branded, he no. was a um, he was an army officer. Mm -hmm. who uh who was kicked out of the uh of the army and the whole thing was they ripped his patches they ripped all of his stripes and everything off and they (laughs) took his dress sword and broke it across you know the commander broke it across his knee they opened the gates of the stockade and ushered him out and he Ah. and basically it was about his life after being kicked out of the army wow okay yeah I just know Chuck Connors because he was a baseball player <laughs> <laughs> you mr. M- mr 60s yeah. TV <laughs> yeah <but laughs> if, it had been, if it had been an incidental two yes. second character on the Brady Bunch yes. he would have told me his life history
2: but <laughs> well it has to be a show that was on in syndication uh, yeah, you that, know? You, that you because
0: cared about yes <laughs> if it was on
2: before 1969 I didn't see it I was a kid I was too small after right. 69. It either had to be in primetime or syndication. Those are the only shows I'm going to (laughs) see. Fine. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show and the Friday edition of the program where Golly G Whiz Beef. Survival of the fittest, huh? I think so. Yeah. Man, I'm still stuck on branded. Now I'm going to be looking for this thing. (laughs) Really yeah
0: i just i'm not familiar with the show and it,
2: it just messes it was, with me
0: it was on from 65 to 66 it had a very okay. short run yeah wow seriously. yeah like okay yeah
2: okay see i know again no chuck connors was in the rifleman right that yeah. was a hit show that
0: was a huge show yeah a huge okay. show but i remember watching it thinking and i think it was the whole process of the way <laughs> they kicked him out that this it grabbed yeah. it grabbed my attention, and as a as a little kid, I'm going, "Whoa!" You yeah, know? <laughs> they're really yeah. Yeah, and
2: so that's why I get it with the thing in uh, Georgia with the uh, you know prison guard. You know, right, yeah. we're going to show you, we're stripping you down. And I I don't mm-hmm. think that's a bad thing. Meanwhile, Mm-mm. when I don't know where you're headed with this story, Mark. I'm just going to say it. I, okay. I just don't know. I see the
0: headline of Do, which yes. is a Simpsons thing, <laughs> right? Well, there are two apparent Simpson fans facing narcotics charges after a traffic stop this past Saturday afternoon in Florida yielded an assortment of drugs from inside their vehicle. According to an arrest report, police say that Milton Garner, he's 36, was behind the wheel of a Chevy Equinox that was pulled over on an Orlando street by sheriff's deputies who reported that the vehicle smelled of marijuana. Huh. Seated next to Gardner was Destiny Jackson, who's 22. After the occupants exited the car at the direction of the police, a search for the search uh, of the auto turned up three baggies of pot, uh, mm-hmm. where Milton mm-hmm. and Destiny were seated, a baggie of cocaine residue, and a plastic pipe. Gardner and Jackson were each arrested for possession of cocaine, pot, and drug paraphernalia. Jackson was also charged with possessing fentanyl and utalone. Is that right? Utilums. I have no idea it, what it, that is. It's a designer stimulant. Um, no. When the pair was busted, they were both wearing identical shirts, featuring Simpsons family members, Homer, Marge, (laughs) Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. The little little faces all literally covering every inch of it. Just little faces everywhere. Gardner and Jackson were collared about a mile from the Universal Studios Florida, which features Simpsons-themed rides and recreations and Springfield landmarks like Moe's Tavern, Quickie Mart, and even Krusty Burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So now you know why wow.
2: wow. there was <laughs> <laughs> The Mark and Max Show, We're just like you, we get calls to our cell phone about some car we don't own and needing to make sure we don't miss out on whatever warranty. And... Right now, Mark is battling it out for a trip to Orlando oh, where you God. could stay for six nights and seven days in a luxury <laughs> hotel for 28 right. cents. <laughs> but do it today or this offer has gone. Oh, it's I like, know. well, you know
0: what? When I missed the offer last month, I thought that was my last time. Yeah, pretty much. I keep getting that email from yeah. uh, from Hilton Vacations, you know, right. you know I just... just Jump on this offer now. Mm-hmm. It's $199 for three days, three nights, right. or three nights, four days in one of their nice places down there in, sure. in Orlando. But and you know it's a timeshare, right? It's a timeshare. They actually say that you'll have to participate in a timeshare time tour and presentation. Okay, so, and so are
2: we talking a full day or a couple of days where they
0: are just one four-hour sitting? It's like, I think it's just a couple of hours. Yeah. I think it's all just right. a couple of hours. And I know, I know a handful of people who say, oh, yeah, we do that all the time. You know, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's a couple hours out Come of your on. day. You know, it's a couple of hours out of your day, and you get to stay right. in this place. It would have cost you like twelve hundred dollars. Okay, you get to stay there for two or three, right? Okay, so yeah. it kind of makes sense. All right, if you're willing to sit yeah. through the pitch and say no, and the the yeah. last time I did this, I the uh, we signed up for or we didn't sign up for we we <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think the, of the right way to pray, phrase yeah. this we took advantage of an offer that i found online right and got a condo basically for a week for like Mm -hmm. 500 bucks it was just a steal for this whole week and as i'm checking in um they say okay you're going to be staying here they do the whole thing they show you the map Mm -hmm. and draw you the line this is where you're going this is where you're parked this is all this other stuff so uh when do you want to sit for the presentation yeah and i'm like i'm sorry what what what? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it was a condo pitch. It was a timeshare pitch, but right. it was not mentioned anywhere I what? I read anything. Or not that you saw. No. Well, no. Actually, yeah. I looked around at everything, and there was nothing there yeah. about a condo thing. Yeah. about a timeshare. thing. How long did it take, though? I didn't. I I looked at her and said, "Oh uh, no, I don't think we'll be doing that." Oh, <laughs> and she looked at me funny like uh okay you're already here and you're not gonna stay no no i'm not gonna take
2: the tour <laughs> wow that's just it <laughs> see i've never done i'm i gotta be honest mark i've watched out for things ever since one thing happened to me and yeah. it was in 1982 or three and you know if you remember the luxury uh gyms you know working out places oh, where yeah. they had the bar and a hot uh-huh. tub area sauna yeah. they were like the big thing for a while and i went for the pit and while i'm there in the area that they walk you in you see people that are like models okay right yeah. and i'm looking there were a couple of girls in there that were uh they looked like they were doing a beach shoot okay uh-huh. you know yeah, <laughs> for sports yeah. illustrated right but i'm thinking Okay, they look like foo foo girls. I can't imagine them in here working out. Sweat. And they're like, well, not sweating, yeah, we no, we actually yeah. divided up. You have the guys and the girls, and you know you don't work out together, but you can do. And the whole pitch was on the beautiful people. Oh. And I'm like, well, am I like the guy that they get? They get so they can you know say we don't reject really ugly people. We we got him. <laughs> see, we got him. You know, you, you got to have here's, one. Here's Sammy Slug. <laughs> yeah, we got him. But I go through the whole pitch and it's like, you know, it was really nice. And I, I, I thought I had this free, you know, cause it was, it was 30 days for free. Try it out. And I thought, well, I'll do that for 30. Cause my whole thing was, I wonder if I would use it, you know? Right. And so they catch you at the end of where I'm thinking, well, I just want to do my 30 day trial and then I'll let you know, well, we need credit card information. And I'm oh, like, well, no, okay. you don't need that yet. You know? Well, here's what you have to do. You sign, you know, the contract. And if you decide after 30 days then you can opt out right and they said but nobody ever does because if you pay $35 a month for this you're going to use it and by the way $35 a month back then actually was something because my car payment for a new car was $149 you know so it actually $35 was something you're like well you know what I think you might be right (laughs) And I'm not kidding. As I'm getting ready to sign it, I thought, you know what? I I don't think so. And Mm. I didn't, but my friend did. Okay. My buddy I was with, he signed up. And the thing is, because he was, he kind of thought he was one of the attractive people. And I kept (laughs) thinking, I stand out. Well, anyway, he signs up and he invites me to go with him once. Okay. Like a month later. And I'm like, Hey, are you, you know, and I'm thinking, well, you know what? If he's been using this, I might sign up this time. And he goes, this is the first time I've been back since that day. And I'm like, you know, we're walking around in there and I'm like, okay, you see how the people are getting pitched. They're over here and they're being walked into a different area, Mm -hmm. an area where you never ever go again. And I'm like, interesting. So that's, that's where the models are. You know, that's where the hot people are. Now I'm back here in the workout area and I don't remember seeing fat, ugly, bald people. (laughs) You know, we're in the, we're on the tour. Oh, we're and in I'm the slum talking, zone. And, wow. But that, dude, that was the girl's bathroom. You know, that was the girl area. And I'm like, well, my gosh, if the girls look like that, where are the dudes, man? Oh, it was so sad, Mark. And then oh, again, man. and he was like, yeah, 35 bucks a month. And uh, I haven't used it yet. So there we go. And That's the funny. thing is, now here's the, you, the catch to the thing. Nine years later, nine years later, the place had been out of business. Okay. For six years. And my buddy was still paying that thirty-five bucks a month because they wouldn't let him out of it. Oh, I'm like, dude, they're closed. It was oh my gosh, it was crazy. Wow, yeah, really happened for real. And I'm like, all because. And by the way, he only used it those two times: once when we went and and heard the pitch, and the next time when he took me back. He never ever used it again. Wow, (laughs) did this guy also
0: sign up for the Columbia Record Club? Oh my gosh.
2: Life radio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And we appreciate you joining us today. Damn. We also do appreciate when you post things about us on social media and you know just say, hey, listening to the Mark and Mac show, liferadio.fm. It's all you gotta do. Yep. You don't have to endorse us or anything, just listening. That's all you gotta do. And we'd appreciate it. Because here's why. Mark Congleton needs to do something <laughs> about vehicles and storage. <laughs> really? <laughs> because, look. <laughs> Have you? If you haven't seen the movie, I can only imagine. <laughs> there are a lot of stories associated with and a lot of people that take credit for it, but Mark knows the actual truth of that song, I can only imagine, and how yeah. the movie, you that know, too, yeah. and while the movie is entertaining and, and it is interesting, it's not, it doesn't actually get into the minutia of what happened, and the reason is real simple. It would bore the heck out of anybody it else, would, yeah. you know, but to us, it's a big deal. So anyway, yeah. there was a version of I can only imagine that was done in a church Sunday school room, right. Where yep. Bart Millard and the guys went in yep. Texas,
0: yep, with an upright a, piano,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that version of "I Can Only Imagine" appeared on an album called "The Worship Project," right? Well, when they got their label deal, it was based on that song. I can only imagine, right. and there's a long story, but they redid the song for uh, their uh, the album. Was it "Bless Me, Indeed"? do oh, I, no, I don't um, remember. Oh come on, Dave! You know better. um, you know if you'd asked me a few minutes
0: ago, I had it all open on my screen yeah. over here, and I don't know. Oh, well.
2: <clears throat> oh no, I'm gone. Anyway, anywho, um, yeah, they redid the song, okay? Because again, if you're a musician and you know the sound of instruments that are whatever, I, it it was great to me, and, to Mark and I. We loved it. Yeah. Well, that version that became this this the the song version that launched this entire career that became the number one song of the year. Mm. in uh, at the station we were at that i actually used that version to get friends of mine who were program directors at other non-christian radio stations and gave them copies of it to listen to yep. and added it to their stations and the song became this phenomenon it wasn't the one from the album that came out later on i know it
0: was no. from the worship project an independent private label project
2: yeah just something that you would do in your garage and you know you would Put them out now. The thing and, people don't realize is that for ten years before, I can only imagine, Mercy Me had sold a hundred thousand copies of song of albums
0: that way. Yeah, they were a worship band that you might stumble across at a student camp at the beach, right? That's what they were, and they they traveled everywhere in a bus, and it was kind of a joke between us that every time they said yep. they were coming to visit, they were going to be late because their bus was going to break yeah. down, and it did. <laughs> yeah. and,
2: and they were, yeah. we became friends with them yes. just by seeing them, and then when the song broke and. I told, I've told i told it before. I'll tell it again. I was on my way home. I'm listening to an air check of the show, and at the time, I was the program director for the station that we were on, and I would air check all of the air talent, you know, mm. listening to their breaks, like giving them constructive criticism, like, do you really think radio is your career? You know, that kind of thought. You know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know. Are you so, good at anything else? Yeah, because... Did you save the money from the lessons for that broadcasting school? Just saying. <laughs> I think you skip. But anyway, so I'm riding home listening to an air check of our show, and I'm just nah, nah, and in one of those moves. Oh, I know. And yeah. for whatever reason, instead of uh, the song actually played, and usually on an air check, the song doesn't play. It just plays the intro. Right. But in this case, the song played. And I'm driving down I-20, and in my uh, 1996 luxury <laughs> Ford Ranger luxury. pickup truck with yeah. four-cylinder, and, uh, going up and down the hills of I-20 between Birmingham. And anyway, I hear the song, it comes on and I listen to it and I had to pull off the road because it just hit me. Yeah. And at the time it was a new song we had just added in and because it was on a, it was not a label, you know, song and we were a reporting station and one, you know, it, it was just something we had to be very careful with because every church has a great soloist, then they think that we should be playing their songs. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you can't, you, you have to have a rule only major, you gotta be on a major label and have distribution for us to play it. Mm -hmm. And this song came out and they didn't have any of that. Uh, They did play a lot and we knew them. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? This song just needs to get heard because you know, if it's going to pack me like this, yeah, and so we did. We changed the rotation and moved it up, and it became our number one song of the year that year. Yeah, uh, it was the next year when it broke nationally. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but when we played it, there were only three stations in America that played it, and two of them were in Texas, and they were college stations that didn't play anything other yeah. than local. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's that version that somehow you can't you can't find that no, anymore. They got rid of it. It's not on uh, iTunes.
0: It's not anywhere.
2: No, unless of course you're Mark Congleton
0: and uh, you were going through your. Your basement rearranging and cleaning yes. up. And uh, and I searched through, I, I stumbled into boxes of CDs, and I thought, hey, you know what, I bet that Mercy Me CD is in here. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's <laughs> not in any of those. And uh, so I, I remembered at the time, Jane. The sweetest mm-hmm. woman in the world, my wife. She's got a this binder in the trunk of her car with I don't know how many CDs. It's probably got a couple of hundred <laughs> CDs in it. And you know? who still has CDs in their car? I know. You're right. Who Who does that? Well, and the and it's it, it's buried under stuff in, you know like in one corner of the trunk of her car. And so when she gets home last night, I reminded her, Hey, I I need to see those CDs. And she went out, and a few minutes later, she came back in holding this, which <clears throat> is the Worship Project by Mercy Me. There's not a scratch on it. It's been in her trunk in the case. Get this, in the case, not in the little sleeves. It's been in the case inside that binder for all this time. Wow. Um, And she's just been moving that binder from uh, car to car. Yeah. And so now it's in our library and... Wow. we can play it for you it's awesome <sighs> yeah you know fact, i think way, you want to i think you want to drag it in next i think yeah. i actually am I, almost there almost
2: there was the album that yeah. came out on Ino. oh yeah okay yeah and yeah, yeah. uh and included i can only imagine but here's the other part of that okay so i'm gonna go ahead and finish telling the i uh, here's your i can only imagine story so uh-huh. the song becomes our number one song of the year it still had, and the band was getting attention from labels at this point because mm-hmm. why is w Why is that radio station? You know, why is the number one Christian station in America playing this song? Yeah. that nobody else will play. Right, and I actually got a call from the label, yeah. and we talked, and they ended up meeting with the guys, and they signed them to a deal, and they recorded album. Well, at this point, it was in October of two thousand. Uh, we were actually doing a meet and greet in Birmingham, Alabama, with some advertisers, and again, mercy me. Their song was huge for us, but not nationwide. Right. They would played like to sixteen people at a Christian bookstore in Atlanta the day <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, um, and we had them in Birmingham, and <laughs> we ended up having it. We were at Lifeway um, over there, uh, off Lakeshore. Lakeshore, yeah. And fire marshals were standing outside, going, "Nobody else can yeah. come in. No, it was, it, it was so <laughs> And I recorded it. We actually set it up and recorded them singing in Lifeway, way and for yeah. a long time i was the only one that had an official live version <laughs> of i can only imagine How about that and i will tell you it's 15 minutes long of <laughs> praise and worship <laughs> yeah. because if, not the song but the whole set right um so when i know the record label puts out almost there they didn't release I Can Only Imagine as the lead single. Right. They actually went with a song called Bless Me Indeed. Fine song, but it's it, in, in radio parlance, now we're in 2001, okay? Yeah. The song was our number one song for the year in 2000. Here it is, 2001. Now I know, gets them, they record it, and they release Bless Me Indeed. And I asked the guy, why are yeah. you doing that? Mm. And he said, well, I said, when are you going to release I Can Only Imagine? And he said, well, Amy Grant is going to record it. And by yeah. the way, when they were in our in that October of 2000, when Bart and I were talking, he said, yeah, Amy Grant wants to record it. And he said, we're debating whether to let her do it or not. I'm like, my thing was, hey, dude, do you think more people will hear the song if she does it? Because I'm going to be honest, by 2000, yeah, she was not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you want to catch that? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> You know, okay. it's funny. That the two of us have been doing this for a long time, and everybody who knows us knows okay. exactly what we're doing, when we're doing it. Okay. And still, our phones okay. ring while we're doing this. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll meet you. Okay. All right, <laughs> I'll meet you. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I know you didn't hear me, but what I just said was... Yeah, every, I heard you. Every, okay, everybody who knows us knows exactly yeah. what we're doing, when we're doing it, and they <sighs> still call us. <laughs> yeah. It's like i'll meet you i you realize i'm on the
2: air uh, anyway ah, bottom line is we actually talked the label into releasing i can only imagine wow. but it was the version from almost there yeah and it became the monster hit that it is yep. known by now so mm. there you go that's your in and around story and it, it's a lot deeper than that but i encourage you go watch the movie and here comes the worship project song from of i can only imagine next on the mark and mac show
1: the mark and mac show
3: Stand in your presence To my knees Will I fall Will I sing Hallelujah Will I be able to speak at all I can only imagine I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes
0: And Mac mornings only on
2: LifeRadio.fm. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show where every day's a party, every meal's a feast.
0: Just like Mardi Gras without the beads. Wait a minute. That one gets said so often I now have to. That oh, okay.
2: Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> now... <laughs> I'm going to be honest, a lot of times I'll give uh, Mark stories to pronounce where the names mm-hmm. should be changed to protect the
0: mispronunciation of the town. <laughs> M-O-N-O-W-I. Yeah. How do you say that? Uh, I think it's Manawi. Mm-hmm. Manawi, Nebraska. It's a Because little... they couldn't name it Manure without offending the person who lives there? <laughs> is that so. what it was? Well, they ran okay. everybody off anyway. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. hey, the only person who lives there is 87-year-old Elsie Eiler, Wow. Um, yeah. She's been there since uh, her husband, uh, Ruby, died, a uh, Rudy, that is, in 2004. And uh, it was kind of Rudy, a surprise. Rudy. <laughs> yeah. Rudy. It was kind of a surprise, a uh, shock, actually, when the U.S. Census, census doubled the number of residents in her town. Because what? she It's a town of one. You look at the sign. Yeah. It says Manaway, Nebraska, population one. So the mm-hmm. sign actually says that. Wow. (laughs) Now, much to her surprise, America's smallest town with just one resident who is the mayor, the town board, the clerk, the treasurer, the librarian and the bartender now had two people living in it, according to the recently released 2020 census report. Wow yeah and she said uh she said well then someone's been hiding from me and there's nowhere to live but my house <laughs> if you find out who he is let me know according wow. to, according to a census spokeswoman the extra person was created by an algorithm for data protection reasons and i could go into that but yeah. honestly you'd be really bored by the time i got through with it they just have this alg- algorithm that produced that projects just, populations over right. larger areas and mm-hmm. this little area is so tiny it made an error yeah. and put two so, people there right you gotta wonder how many times do they do this in other areas where they're trying to change voting districts uh, you know? yeah, yeah you wouldn't be surprised. there you go yeah, there you go well she's got a son and daughter they've both moved away from town when they graduated yeah. uh there uh, was also moved a, away from town come yeah. on moved away from home <laughs> well town home same thing oh, there was also goodness. a bachelor living in town for a while too but when his house burned down hey eh, he just moved uh, See, she got tired of that. so (laughs) She pays. Now, Ms. Eiler pays the town's taxes each year to keep the water mains turned on and the lampposts lit. And she also applies uh, to herself for her liquor license. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She says, when I apply to the state for my liquor and tobacco licenses each year, they send them to the secretary of the village, which is me. So I get them as the secretary, sign them as the clerk, and then give them to myself as the bar owner. (laughs) <laughs> wow well, I, yeah, I back I, in I, the I, 30s manawi was home to 150 people um that's back wow. when the elkhorn railroad was in operation man the uh, closest town is uh almost seven miles away from her but they used to have 150 people that live there yeah i mean when you have a town of one
2: person okay how <laughs> yeah
0: how big is the town i mean it, it's, i don't i don't know exactly how big it is i saw some some guys who do yeah. travel videos there right. a while back and it's uh-huh. a small town and they, they well, there's yeah. no place for them to stay except for their rv right okay. so they stayed in their rv and uh, then they sat around <laughs> they sat around in the in the it's not exactly a bar it's a bar plus you know it's it's living a living room it's a cafe kitchen. no it's not her house there is a building there where she does this you know does oh, her work yeah okay. but really? uh, but they're there and she's she's preparing lunch for pe- people come in there are business businesses outside the town <laughs> and they come to her place to get lunch okay so she fixes okay. stuff and some guy shows up and helps her and then after the lunch <laughs> rush he leaves and she closes the place down about nine o'clock at night and goes home it's, wow <laughs> she's the only person that lives in the town well good for her yeah. <laughs>
2: Life Radio FM, the mark and mac show and you know mark many's the time i've thought how cool it would be to have a monkey in my house oh uh, yeah yeah we've because that, having yeah. children just isn't enough you know? know yeah but we've all heard the stories of uh people who we've had uh, usually it's a friend of a friend who had a monkey and right yeah the monkey liked to play with things that most people don't touch or right, you yeah. know and they would you know, give you little surprises by throwing stuff on the mm. walls that would stick and, yeah. you know, biting people, and of course, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, see, that's not one I ever hear of that. Not that often. Yeah. But yeah. I do hear I, like I think of Jim Jones. You remember Jonestown, like Diana? Oh, yeah. 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 Because Jim Jones actually raised money for his first church by selling monkeys door to door in the 50s. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. I see the picture of that. And then the other one is uh, Michael Jackson and uh, oh, Bubbles. Yes. Bubbles the chimp. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Eddie Murphy who talked about going and visiting Michael Jackson, and uh, he was like, "Hey, there's Bubbles." I, you know, and and Michael's like, "Oh, don't don't mess with don't mess with Bubbles. He bites." <laughs>
0: He's like, "What? Bubbles bites?" <laughs> yes, the older he
2: gets, the more he bites.
0: Yep, they do get more so anyway, aggressive as they get older.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's a story that has been it's widely circulated i mean it, it really it, is it's pretty you much probably it have really seen is. this and i wondered about it because i'm thinking people are doing weird things these days oh, and i don't know yeah. i don't know if they've always done them and now because of the news cycle being constant you know that we hear about them more i don't yeah. know if that but this <laughs> I, one i got a feeling mark i got a really strong feeling that this is not gorillas in the midst
0: this no, is no no a big bag of crazy bigger than that oh it is a woman in belgium has reportedly been banned from visiting the chimpanzees at a local zoo after developing a close bond with one of them. According to mm-hmm. zoo officials, her <clears throat> affair with the primate was preventing him from bonding with the other chimps. What? Multiple outlets report that Adie Timmermans has been visiting Cheetah a 38-year-old chimpanzee at the Antwerp Zoo, each week for the past four years. In that time, Timmermans claims that she and Cheetah have forged a strong relationship. She says, I love that animal, and he loves me. Okay. okay. Timberman's relationship with Cheetah has reportedly consisted of the two waving and blowing kisses to each other through the glass. Okay. On the surface, the interactions seem harmless, but zoo officials say that their friendship has proved detrimental to Cheetah's social status with the other hmm. champi- champi- uh, chimps.
2: <laughs> Come
0: on, chimpanzees. Let's, let's call re- them re- that re- from re- now on, <laughs> chimpanzees. <laughs> First day on the New Mouth. Uh, they say, when Cheetah is constantly surrounded by visitors, the other monkeys ignore him and don't consider him part of the group, even though it's important for him. Uh, he hmm. then sits on his own outside of visiting hours. Wow. Now effort. they refer to him as the humanzy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> What table was it in the, the with the wedding singer, the one with all the freaks? That's where oh. he is. <laughs> uh, in an effort to, to promote Sheena's wow. social well-being, the yeah. zoo allegedly banned Timmermans from visiting him. She says she says I haven't got anything else, why do they want to take that away? Uh, other dozens of visitors are allowed to make contact. Why not me? Hmm. The zoo explained that Cheetah might, might be too focused on Timmermans to bond with his peers. Quote, an animal that's too focused on people is less respected by its peers. We want Cheetah to be a chimpanzee as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's why we put him in a zoo, buying glass. Yeah, Cheetah's been there for 30 years. Wow. In, in this, in, uh, the, there's yeah. a curator named uh, Sarah Laffout at the zoo mm-hmm. who says that uh, prior to his time at the zoo, he was somebody's pet. And he oh. eventually became unmanageable. Okay. And um, he's been learning wow. chimpanzee behavior because, you know, as a pet, he wouldn't n- develop that. He's been mm-hmm. learning that chimpanzee behavior at the zoo. And he's, he still has a bond with an interest in people, in humans. Right. And that's not unheard okay. of. If, if you could imagine if one grows up from a little yeah. bitty thing up. He doesn't grow up with other chimps. He grows up with people. He's not. But uh, only not until with, he was yeah. eight.
2: Right. Because he's been there for 30 years and he's right. 38 years old now. Exactly. So. 30 years in prison hasn't changed his, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, man, I, yeah, I get, I, I get this though. I understand. How, mm-hmm. I, I would think that they would actually have to go to the woman and say, okay, here's the problem. I know we know you love the chimp. Okay. Right, yeah. As a, as a, whatever once
0: a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more than that, but well, if she's there, it doesn't say how long she stays. Yeah. But if she stays there for hours, right. waving at the chimp and blowing kisses right. and doing whatever, then she's got the chimp yeah. totally focused on her, and he's right. not going to socialize with the rest of them. Man. Yeah. This just is
2: uh, yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, it
0: is. It is. And when we first started, him? I, I don't know. Oh, God. She wouldn't want to. He's as old as he is. He would probably mm. be very dangerous. Yeah, You can eat her face. She's blowing. <laughs> she's blowing kisses. He's eating face. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Thanks for that.
2: <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and Mark, I I hate to do this to you, but I want to roll oh back no. for just a minute. Oh no. Well, all right. We were talking about the chimp, right? Oh yeah. And. Yeah. Okay, there's the the chimp in the zoo in, uh, uh, where is it, in Belgium? Okay. Antwerp. Well, yeah. it, it made me think about, there was um, a chimp, and Not he just was, chimp. <laughs> no, his name was Oliver, and you probably remember, you're probably going, I kind of vaguely remember him, uh, because it's one of these things that actually, when I found out the story of Oliver, it was years ago, and um, it was actually, I had a phone, the uh, one of the first, my first smartphones would actually get online, you know, and mm-hmm. you could watch YouTube videos. And I remember waiting at school for the kids and needing. And so I was scrolling around and I, you know, found this video and I watched it while I was waiting on them. Anyway, there was this chimpanzee named Oliver who um, was born and um, it was like he was performing chimp you know in a circus kind of thing or you know sideshow bob kind of stuff but anyway the thing that made him special is he walked on his legs he did not walk on all fours he stood up he walked upright yeah and and a very very different thing for most of them you can teach them but it hurts them you know to do Mm -hmm. it it hurts their their body uh but not with oliver he actually did it on his own and even as he got older he did it it did not hurt him but here's the part that got me okay you've got Uh, a long life that I'm not even going to dig into. His life story is interesting, and I encourage you to look it up because there's a sad part of it where he was a, you know, an attraction. He was treated uh, very nicely by a family that raised him and, you know, took him out on tour or whatever. But he was, he got a lot of attention. And then at some point in time, he actually, by the way, became so famous in the mid seventies that he was oftentimes referred to as the missing link. Uh, between, you know, humans and chimps or whatever. Mm, yeah. And they called him the human humanzy That's where I got that name from. I got you and, Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um there were a number of T V specials like in Japan where they brought Mickey Dolans, you know, from the monkeys. Yeah. And they said, Here are the real monkeys, you know, they bring out Mickey Dolans and then they have Oliver, you know, and, mm-hmm, yeah. and it's was, it was just a bit. Anyway, but people actually debated is this is there something different about him you know yeah. what's going on and they actually did uh, a lot of testing and he he was different but he was still a chimp okay right. yeah, yeah no matter what they did he was still a chimp well after his time in the spotlight had gone away the guy was ditched into um he was purchased by a, a laboratory in pennsylvania oh and um they would do scientific and and cosmetic testing on animals there and he was one of those guys where he was kept in this really small cage this was a big animal and Mm. anyway after his years of the spotlight performing being treated like a king all of a sudden he's in a cage Mm. with no interaction i mean Mm. it all i could think of is how horrible this must have been for him you know yeah and you know me i I am not a bleeding heart but you know what that's just wrong i mean to take to take this very interesting unique chimp to treat him like a king and have all that attention foisted on him and then to take him away from all that and put him in a cage and test a you know lipstick mm. on him mm. and it was years later he was in that thing for I'm, almost 10 years mm. and finally um finally he ended up thankfully being moved to a place called primarily primates, yeah. which I is on Texas. And they do, uh, they have a lot of these chimps, circus animals and things like that, uh, circus primates. And mm. they give them an area out there to, I don't know, retire, you know, R and R or whatever it is. Right. And that's where he passed away. Mm. But, uh, anyway, I, even now when I think about Oliver and I, I, all I can think of is, you know, we have pets that we love on and, you know, we, talk about our dogs or cats or whatever. And I think about what, I don't know what they're going through. I'm you know, I have no idea. I'm not a dog whisperer or anything else, Yeah. but you've got this chimp who goes around the world and people are paying. How do you actually take that and put him in a little cage? You know, what kind of person does that? Mm. But anyway, You can look it all up. It's uh, if you just do a Google on Oliver the Humanzi or whatever. You can read about his life, and um, I will tell you, primarily primates is an interesting place. A lot of those uh, types of uh, places are are good. Uh, Some of them not so good. And if you want to donate money to something like that, make sure you double check who you're giving your money to. Mm. But I still think they must have been a godsend for him. You know? Yeah. Because, but. And now here's the part that gets me, Mark. And I know you're going to, you're going to want to take a glove off and smack me in the face, but I got to wonder, okay. Hold on. He let me back up. Yeah. He, no, he, he walked like a human. Okay. Yeah. And I have to think, and I mean, I know I'm probably wrong, but I wonder if he had feelings like us, you know, mm, I don't know. Did he have memories of his past of being on stage and then in the cage? You know, I'm just curious. I don't know yeah
0: i don't know if there's a way to find out I but don't either interesting I, nah, I, anyway. I pulled him up on wikipedia i'm looking looking oh yeah it. yeah it's interesting the things he's been through and yeah I'm looking at the picture of him standing upright wearing the shorts yep. and everything he looks he looks very human he does in fact yeah. i i think this guy did my taxes once ah put um. up
2: liferadio.fm the mark and max show and uh i'm thinking about being a humanzy today mark I'm thinking about walking around and uh, <laughs> wow no shaving <laughs> <Yeah. Woo>! nope <laughs> pretty much <laughs> hey um there's a new hampshire restaurant telling spoiled customers they'll be asked to leave now oh. i'm thinking new hampshire right yeah that we're dealing with uh, isn't it I, know, I want to This be polite. is not
0: the conservative South, no. Yeah, this is a liberal North. Okay. <laughs> this is the liberal yeah. North, it really okay. is. And as COVID-19 uh, continues, restaurants across New Hampshire are experiencing problems with unruly customers, a lot like the airlines are. And uh, some businesses are starting to take action. Newick's Lobster House in Dover has been the talk of social media. After posting a sign at the front of the restaurant that says that customers who feel the need to rant and rave like a spoiled child will be asked to leave. (laughs) Owner Steve Newick says, unfortunately, the first day I put up the sign, I had people, I had to ask people to leave that (laughs) night. Wow. Like many restaurants, Newick's is short-staffed. Add high clam and uh, lobster prices to the mix. Customers aren't happy. He says, we've designed our menu around having less staff. There are certain items we can't offer. Again, that makes people unhappy, but we have to do what we have to do. Newick said, you know, Mark, you do
2: have an option of a eating someplace else right yeah B
0: stay at home and save money and eat mm-hmm, that's just true throwing it out there but no mm-hmm. <laughs> he said he the, he put the sign up to stand up for his employees and other smaller restaurants that are facing similar problems he says we just decided it was time to speak out and say enough is enough because it's happening more than it used to he uh-huh. said that so far the responses have been good with many customers applauding their efforts But Newick said he can't understand why people are acting this way. He says, that's when I realized they're not going to yell at someone who might have authority to stand up to them. They're just looking for someone to bully. And that's just not acceptable. Wow. As the pandemic continues, many restaurants will likely remain short-staffed, which is why Newick's asking customers to remain patient and respectful. And I just got to say, this guy, this this guy is my hero. He's my hero. Yeah. More, more places need to do this. If you, if you decide to act out, then you can act out outside, you know, boggles my mind Mm.
2: that if, you know, I've, I've said it before when I've watched the economy, you know, turn making its turns and things, all you have to do is look at restaurants and see how they're doing. Right. Because that's one of the first things that goes by the wayside in terms of how we go out is food. You know, you can save a lot of money by eating at home. And when you see that impacting, you know, in the restaurants, because mm-hmm. it's gone, that's how, you know, the economy is up or down right. right now. We are in a weird balance, man. There are not enough people willing to work to serve people who are going to be rude about the food, you know, right. yeah. food prices are going through the roof. There's a lot of issues here, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, you know, people have gotten more aggressive because they think they can get away with it because of what they have seen on TV. You mentioned right. something to me yeah. off the air. Uh, and, I will tell you that the political divide in this country used to be that Mark and I could do a show together every day and be friends and all that and have totally different political beliefs. For instance, Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda were the best of friends. Yeah. Uh, Henry Fonda, very liberal guy. Jimmy Stewart, very conservative guy. It's like, that's our politics. That's over here. And they're friends. They were roommates for a while. Yeah. But you know you can't have that anymore. Because, and I found that out in my own personal private life of right. people who have really kicked me to the curb, not because of anything I have said or done to them, yeah. but because they know what I believe in, who I am, mm. and they have just cut off contact. I'm like, what did I do? You, st- you had to do something for people to do that. Right. Now it's just to be. A, if you're a, if you are a Christian and you live that life. Um, you're going to have people kick you to the curb Mm. and walk away, even though they might claim the same beliefs. Right. It's really a not a good time. And you know, I'm not an end times prophecy person, you know, because you die today, it's your end time, but Mm. I will tell you. (laughs) You you know what? We we we've got a lot of bullies looking for somebody to bully. life radio.fm the mark and mac show where a virginia woman donates a lot of hair to charity which mm-hmm. i gotta say right off the bat mark i wrote years ago uh, years ago did i say years ago yes you did twice i wanted to grow out my hair okay yeah. i thought this is the great excuse i you know you just have that for that time where it's you, you want to grow out your hair just for gp and i thought i'll find a reason i'm gonna donate my hair you know Uh, so that so i'll grow it so somebody else can have hair that doesn't and i'm not kidding i I was finding i wanted to have all my details squared away Mm. so that when i did it you know it wouldn't be a throwaway it would be hey it's totally defensible right i just thought it'd be cool okay Yeah, they wouldn't take my hair
0: really (laughs) (laughs) no it was gray. wouldn't take gray hair oh no that stinks just throwing I, I, it out there. I grew mine out one time it's Yeah, back when I was, it wasn't, it was kind of in between on air jobs. I was doing, I was producing international <laughs> right. foreign language programs for a shortwave thing. And, and I'm sitting in a room by myself all day, every day, right. listening to people talking Chinese and stuff yeah. like that, you know? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I let my hair get longer. And uh, one day <laughs> some guy comes through and you know, how you walk through a facility, you're glancing in the windows of the yeah. rooms as you go by. And uh, the guy who was uh, my, my old friend, Glenn, who was my boss at the time, he said, yeah, so-and-so came by to visit today. He asked me who the the woman was in in the (laughs) production room. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You know, Mark, I actually
2: think, based on the political climate today, you could sue him for that. (laughs) I probably could. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, this 30-year-old Virginia woman got her first haircut since the age of 13, and in doing so, she said... A Guinness World Record. Thank you. Yay. Zahab Kamal Khan, who played professional squash in her native Pakistan, said her dad suggested when she was 13 that she should stop cutting her hair and attempt to set a world record. (laughs) Khan recently communicated with Guinness about starting a new record category. Most hair donated to a charity by an individual. Well... She learned she earned that record last Thursday when her first haircut in 17 years resulted in six feet, three inches of hair donated to a charity that creates wigs for children with hair loss. Wow. She said, I'm kind of nervous and excited to see my short hair, but I'm going to miss my hair. (laughs) Oh, wow. Six feet, three inches of hair. And she's still got some left. How about
2: that? Six feet how do you clean that i mean that mark for real i mean
0: you walk through a car wash
2: pretty much you'd have like wait a minute get cousin it on the phone i want to find out if he donated his money his hair Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, you need to go ahead and do that. Um, if you're using an old phone and you don't have room for stuff, delete or buy a new phone. Okay. When <laughs> you hit that end. point, it's you know,
0: time to upgrade.
2: <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was asking LaDonna, why don't you have the app? And she goes, Dave, I can't download it. I'm like, baby, I've been begging you to get a new phone for three years. <laughs> Think about that. Three years.
0: And she still won't do it. I'm like, you realize you, you know anyway you grab her phone you're flipping through how many versions of candy crush do you need yeah really no (laughs) she's
2: deleted him it's just crazy but meanwhile um one of the things that she does is uh and there are videos on youtube that are you know that are the kind of videos where they're like relaxing weird stuff you know Mm. and those are kind of neat um i watch people do commentaries on some of these things and they're some are funny some are just irritating right but there are YouTubers who make a lot of money, mm-hmm, and uh, yeah. there are some that do crazy stunts. I mean, there's there there is something for everybody. It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. You never know
0: what you're gonna get. Yeah, I know. I've been watching this guy lately who he just explores old mines, gold mines, silver mines, things like that. He goes in and crawls around them and and shoots video. And, right. I'm, and I'm thinking, how can this guy be making any money doing this? You know, uh, he's got 150 something thousand subscribers already there you go that's not like some of the big dogs out right but he's he's got enough subscribers that he's actually starting to make money on youtube and i'm like he makes money crawling around in the dark underground mark
2: (laughs) i crawl around in the dark of the cave so you don't have to No. now now there's a youtuber who actually jumped his ram trx over a creek
0: he did he did back in january of this year a youtuber who calls himself street speed 717 (laughs) He trashed his Ram 1500 TRX truck while he was attempting to jump over a creek in rural Pennsylvania. The damages to the shiny new truck weren't his only consequences. Shortly after the video went viral, he was charged with 18 criminal counts, including disturbance of waterways and watersheds, misuse of property and waters and littering and polluting waters. Hmm. Wow. Let me just say right here. He lives in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. He should have known if he was going to stick a toe in a creek. That somebody was going to be watching him somewhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, in, your, in a York County, Pennsylvania court appearance Tuesday, the YouTuber Michael Hisong was ordered to pay $53,000 in restitution to repair damages done to the creek during his stunt driving in the video, as wow. well as several other videos published to his YouTube channel showing him driving the Ram through that creek. <laughs> he says, I had no idea it was illegal to drive through a creek. <laughs> I'm a, really? I'm an outdoors guy. I hike and I've never littered in my life. I'm not mm-hmm. the type to destroy that destroy natural resources. Good friend. He says he, he was also accepted into uh, Pennsylvania's accelerated rehabilitative disposition program. Uh, <laughs> that's a long a long name uh-huh. for a pre-trial diversion program that individuals with limited or no prior record that focuses on community service. Okay. So that's that gets him into a program basically. Right. Make, with part of that stuff, to wipe his record clean. Um, they say he's looking forward to putting this all behind him. That's what his lawyer mm-hmm. says. Uh, sure. the, his, his lawyer is Brian Perry. Now, I don't know. Brian Perry is the lawyer who represented Bill Cosby in his successful rape conviction appeal. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So. So this YouTuber has some serious coinage to do that. Yeah, or or his uh, or his case was... There was something about his case that we don't have here that made this lawyer say, oh. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> well, Mark, all I can think of is when I was a kid,
2: we used our bicycles. Mm-hmm. And I say bicycles, if I said bike, you'd think motorbike. No, right, we're yeah. talking pedal power. Uh, Fred yeah. Flintstone mobile, okay? Yep, yep. And we would try to jump stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at something and saying i think we can do this you know <laughs> i think we c- that's actually how i ended up with a broken arm that all these years later you can still look on my wrist and it looks like you got two wrists there dave what's going on you know yeah so just saying yep if we had had
0: youtube when i was a kid my oh my we were nuts <laughs> just think what napoleon dynamite could have done with youtube you ever take that bike over any sweet jumps
2: <laughs> life Radio. FM, the mark and Mac show where sometimes mark will say something that when we're in in the music oh, here we go and, it, and it, it trips the trigger you're talking about he's got a mouse problem today yeah, not yeah. the rodent kind but the mouse i mean yeah. computer it's well there was ugly. a thing where two things come to mind one my daughter haley when oh my gosh now she yeah. was in junior high okay yeah and She called because she was having a problem with her computer and she was working on homework. And one of the things said, you know, scroll your, uh, your mouse across this page, you know, to reveal whatever it was they needed to get to. And she couldn't get it to work. So she calls LaDonna and LaDonna calls me because Haley, she picked up her mouse and was on the monitor, you know, (laughs) trying to move it across and (laughs) which it was funny, and I, I was like, no, baby, it means right here. All and I showed her, and it's like, funny. oh, no. But that reminded me of, God bless him, Jeff Tanner passed away years ago from cancer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Tanner was a radio guy he, he through and through. From beginning to end, he's a radio guy. guy mm-hmm. And he was a radio sales guy who, if you got him before about 2 in the afternoon, good business. After yeah. 3, not so much. But anyway, Tanner was typing up something on the computer, and... He had made a mistake and, um, <laughs> he was asking for whiteout <laughs> and I, I thought that's odd. You know, we didn't have any whiteout, you know, like, why would we have whiteout in a building? This isn't, you know, and I went and I looked and he, cause he's, <laughs> he was using whiteout on the monitor, man, <laughs> on the monitor. He was using whiteout.
0: That's one of those things you and hear he about like, "That's a joke, but this was not a
2: joke. No, it was real. <laughs>
0: it was so real. Oh, and God. I thought yeah
2: i'm like but and he goes i can't get it to go back over i don't know what i'm doing wrong i'm like i i don't even know where to start dude
0: you know all right <laughs> well that in reminds Kentucky. me you hear oh. the stories the 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 uh consumer the the repair line the the consumer customer assistance lines for computer companies where the mm-hmm. uh somebody calls in and says i can't get the cup holder to go back in <laughs> Oh, it's the CD tray. Yeah. CD. Wow. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Yikes.
2: So, All right. basically, we're dealing with graduates from where my, my father is from, which would be Kentucky. <laughs> I'm yeah. throwing that in there because he is from, you know what? He is from the part of Kentucky they do documentaries about. Oh, you know? my. He is from western with,
0: Kentucky. With banjo music. And, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and they only need one chord. Anyway. You. <laughs> All right. Well, in Kentucky, the Meade County School District in Kentucky is dealing with an unusual situation. A group of high school students is attending school, acting like and dressing as cats. The superintendent. Yeah. Did the play finally make (laughs) it to Kentucky? Is that what we're dealing it's with here? Off off, off off, off off, 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 off off Broadway production of cats. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. superintendent says the situation is being addressed, but according to a concerned grandparent, it's an ongoing problem that has many students on edge. Um, the grandma who has asked to be anonymous. <laughs> okay, yes. Granny. Apparently, granny from <laughs> apparently, from what I understand, they're called furries. They identify with animals. These people will hiss at you or scratch at you if they don't like something you're doing. The grandmother said a petition to end the practice was created by students. It has more than a thousand signatures. She says the students are told they can't wear hats or Budweiser shirts in school, but they can wear cat ears, cat tails, masks, leashes. It doesn't make sense. But according to Superintendent Mark Martin, a petition is not needed. He said the costumes violate the school dress code. Quote, A small number of Meade County high school students have violated the dress code policy during the early part of the school year. These situations have been addressed consistently by administration and the dress code policy will continue to be implemented with fidelity. Meade County schools will not discuss individual student discipline due to privacy laws you know what he didn't do there he didn't put an end to it because he's still <laughs> going on you know the grandmother's urging parents and family members to attend the mead county school board meeting on september 14th to request further action she said this is still a problem we have an uh, excellent schools here i'm just embarrassed by what this has gotten to <laughs> this guy this, this guy call legal and say hey could you write something for me to say because wow. that's what it sounds like you know
2: just wow yeah i'm just impressed that that in kentucky they go to school after that i and i'm not knocking kentucky again my dad is from Kentucky. my family deep roots in western kentucky
0: deep roots i'm talking at mama roots okay uh-huh yeah huh. what i'm thinking is they have problems with cats what problems what, what animals they would they not have problems with that's <laughs> what i want to know life
2: radio.fm the mark and mac show where when when you sent this to me yesterday mark i'm i must confess um i really was shocked yeah. uh that sir han, sir han is in the news okay yeah. i knew this i would thought be right he was dead alley. yeah no i thought he was dead yeah I, I i hadn't thought about him in a long long time but i actually did think you know that he was dead and mm-hmm. if you don't know who he is
0: well here you go he's the man who assassinated senator robert f kennedy back in 1968 or at least okay he's the guy who confessed to it he's the guy who went to prison for it yeah yes he could be released on parole today after prosecutors say said they won't oppose his parole petition he's now 77 he spent the last 53 years in a san diego prison and is scheduled to stand in front of a california parole board for the 16th time today his last parole hearing was in february of 2016 he was originally sentenced to death, but California briefly outlawed capital punishment and his sentence was reduced to life in prison with that loophole also giving him the chance to seek freedom. How crazy is that, Mark? That yeah, somebody goes through the judicial system, they're sentenced to
2: death. Yeah. But when the state overturns that as, you know, being whatever, right. um, that all of a sudden somebody who should have been put to death is now eligible for parole. Mm. It yeah. seems to me that if you were going to, that the next one would be life without parole. Yeah. that you know most of us could uh, could abide by that we'd be ah, I'm not happy about it but okay fine right you know but in this case i don't i do you think he's going to get parole today uh
0: yes i do okay i really wow. do yeah uh i don't he's uh, robert kennedy junior is supporting sir Han's bid for freedom because he doesn't believe he's the man who killed his father. Okay, I am so glad you said that. I wasn't going to say it, but thank you for bringing that up, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In 2018, he visited Sirhan in prison and told him he didn't think he was responsible for the shooting. Sirhan confessed to the killing immediately after it happened in Los Angeles in 1968, but he has maintained for years he has no memory of doing it. Mm -hmm. Robert Kennedy Jr. said in 2018 that he believed someone else killed his father and that Sirhan was set up to take the blame for it. He wants the case to be reopened. L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon uh, hasn't indicated whether or not he will reopen the case, and it's unclear if Sirhan plans to file an appeal. Hmm. Prosecutors have opposed his parole efforts 15 times, but L.A. County's new DA, George Gascon, is choosing to remain impartial at this time. Yeah. Well,
2: I th- since Robert Kennedy Jr. said hmm. this, I- I'll follow you up. I'm going to give you two things. All One. Right. Um there were more bullet holes, okay, in that kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel mm-hmm. than match than fit the gun. There were too many bullets. That's for one. Two do you know who who jumped on uh RFK? I mean, you know, uh, who jumped know, on
0: Sirhan Sirhan? I do remember this, but the name is not coming to mind.
2: Rosie Greer. That's right. Yeah, football player for the Los Angeles Rams at right. the time. Yeah. But here's the other part of this that that has always bothered me. Okay, when um when they investigated Sirhan Sirhan and they went into his apartment, his little hovel, because he's always said he doesn't remember anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they found thousands and thousands of pages legal. You know how you have the pad, legal pad. And on it, over and over again, Sirhan Sirhan had written the same thing. The same line over and over and over again. Pay to the order of. Pay to the order of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages of this. Hmm. And after the assassination, he never wrote it once. Up to the assassination, that's all he was writing. Over and over. It was, you know, this is where your whole Manchurian candidate stuff Really feeds into, but yeah. I do hope they reopen it. I don't think Sirhan Sirhan did it, but again, being right is not a bulletproof vest. And figuring out something all these years later, just like JFK, mm. it's going to be difficult because there's always going to be those who say, "But he confessed. He went to prison. Right? There's your guy." Yeah.
0: So, yeah, anyway. exactly the same thing that we've seen in recent years in political things where this oh yeah you know, well he confessed to doing this right. well yeah he confessed that was his only option otherwise his son was going to go to prison or this or that. there you go yeah, Same yeah thing. it's crazy yeah. just totally big bag of, of
2: crazy but i i didn't think that uh, i did not think sir Sirhan would ever see the you know a free day outside prison right. just like the manson people but you know hey yeah. man you never know and i guess yeah. we'll know later today yeah life radio fm it's the mark and mac show where boy oh boy we can sing some short songs i wish i were an oscar meyer we remember that demolition man where they had the uh that was like the they had a whole radio station that was built around playing commercials you know yeah, from jingles, the you know yeah. back in the day i can't remember what they called them but that was like dolly green giant mm-hmm. oscar meyer we i just remember oscar meyer and then what was the oh yeah the hot dog song that was so offensive i mean Oh, yeah. um it was uh armor hot dogs yes that, that's the most offensive dog <laughs> there is you know it's just unbelievably nuts
0: they would be out of business today if they tried that.
2: No. oh my yeah. i'm surprised there aren't you know because yeah. retroactive stuff you know yeah <laughs> i mean hey they did it and you know what i wondered you know we have so many people uh in, in the world today that uh will go back and haunt you over something you said or did when you were, you know, in fifth right. grade. Yeah. And I have to wonder if an actor said something, you know, in character, totally offensive today, should that person be blackballed for, mm. you know, because they,
0: they did not stand up back in the day and uh, do something about it. I, Think about it. I don't know. things, you know, you and I, everybody, all of us have done and said things in our past that we regret I have today. not no, no, I, that's why I said, if I ever run for
2: office, yes, I did.
0: I'll be over here. If you need me, that's why
2: I said, if I ever run for office, I did it. Yes, I did. I did it. I, I, it doesn't matter what you say. I did it. You know, <laughs> So,
0: there you go. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Yeah, That's how, what I want. How would you like to take a ride in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Mobile? Well, they're giving riders a chance to cruise through New York, Chicago, LA, and Atlanta. That's close by to us, Atlanta, for free e- using the Lyft Rideshare app. Uh, from, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, today's the last day, though. You could take advantage of it today. Riders mm-hmm. could be surprised when ordering a Lyft XL with the. Uh, iconic hot dog on wheels as the ride while you're inside the ride it will have music for you lights free wiener um, free wiener mobile and lift gear and you'll also get your very own wiener mobile themed face coverings Woo. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Ethan Eiler, he's the director of brand products at Lyft says, uh, we're excited to hit the road with Oscar Meyer and surprise our writers with a once in a lifetime opportunity. So- to celebrate summer from inside the world famous Wienermobile, you know, Mark, <laughs> yes, Dave,
2: good old Ethan Eiler. Yeah. I have to wonder what his next gig is going to be. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> I got a feeling this one, you know, if this was his big idea, I know what we'll do. <laughs> is his next one going to be, here's what we'll do. We're going to get a white panel van with no windows and we're going to give out free
0: candy to children. That's so, what we're going to so do. So you're saying you don't think uh, Mr. Eiler is going to put this on his resume? I, 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 you know, that's all I can think <laughs> of is they're you know, I would you, Mark,
2: I mean, would you call and get a lift ride right in the Wienermobile? Just, I mean, really? Would that be your thing? Would you do that? And is it really the Wienermobile? Or is it going to be somebody that shows up in a, you know, a Ford Explorer and saying, yeah, it's kind of long. With on the side, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah,
0: the Wienermobile, here you go, hop, you go. hop on in. Okay, think and about it this way. Smells like old hot dog. Think about it this way: You're in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just say you and the fam you're taking uh you're taking Braylon to uh oh I mm-hmm. don't know the sure, the aquarium exact. or something like that, right? You think oh event. there's there's an ob- there's an opportunity here, uh huh? And so we can go for a ride in the re- wienermobile just for the boy. Would you? There you it? go. Yeah. Mm-hmm in that situation you you still wouldn't do yeah
2: i yeah i probably i would you know because all i think is when they say inside the ride you're gonna have music i'm
0: thinking okay i wish i were an oscar meyer (laughs) Wien or that's the only song how many different versions of that are there? right it's It's like it's like christmas time for djs how many different versions of jingle bells are there pardon me while i clean my gun
2: LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where I will tell you, Fridays are always a little loose for us. <laughs> the nu- you know, loose screw, whatever you want to call it. Right. Just, it's a little nutty. That's a us. Connecticut woman is sentenced to jail, Mark, and yeah. I have to wonder why would because we know women in connecticut Mm -hmm. never get sentenced to jail so what did she do that caused her to be sentenced to jail
0: she ignored the signs signs everywhere Ah, signs you know here's your sign that's right by an electrical band thank you a connecticut woman faces a week in jail and twenty four hundred dollars in fines after being prosecuted for walking across a thermal area in yellowstone national park uh u.s attorney bob murray says in a press release, although a criminal prosecution and jail time may sh- may seem harsh, it's better than spending time in a hospital's burn unit. Okay, you're year- going to have to fill me in on this a little All bit, right. Mark. Okay, now 26-year-old Madeline Casey of New Hartford, Connecticut, appeared before Magistrate Judge Mark Carmen on the 18th of this month in uh, Mammoth Hot Springs for sentencing. She was charged with walking off the boardwalk in the Norris Geyser basin-, basin to get closer to a thermal pool in Geyser. Casey was photographed and filmed venturing off the boardwalk, despite the fact that many signs are posted along the route warning visitors. Um, th- if hmm. you've never seen this, Dave, the, the boardwalks are there all over the geyser basin for people to walk on, and they have they have rails up and everything. And you can walk through the geyser basin, but if you step off the, go- the boardwalk, the water... Just under the crust is very, very hot, like boiling okay. hot. And it's not just your average everyday weather water. It's extremely acidic. Boardwalks oh. in Geyser Basins protect visitors and delicate uh, and the delicate formal uh, the thermal mm-hmm. formations there. Uh the ground is fragile, it's thin, and that scalding water is just below the surface, it can cause severe or fatal burns. Oh wow. Well, dating back to eighteen seventy, more than twenty people have died from burns suffered after they entered or fell into yellowstone's hot springs okay so the bottom
2: line is they've gone out of their way to build the boardwalk so you can get closer so you can you know (laughs) see this natural thing they've gone really out of their way and then they warn you you know we're taking you as far as you can safely go right stay here and you'll be okay right go any you
0: know if you do this you Mm -hmm. die yeah okay i got you One of the most recent deaths occurred in 2016 when an Oregon man ventured off trail in the Norris Geyser Basin and attempted to soak in a pool where the temperature was later recorded at 212 degrees. The water Hmm. was so hot that by the time a recovery team returned to the pool, the next day, the man's body had dissolved in the acidic
2: water. I always wondered where Jimmy Hoffa was. Now I know. life radio.fm the mark and mac show where apparently pumpkin spiced out (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it but i I know it's a fall thing it is but you have you noticed mark that now the fall stuff like pumpkin spice whatever Mm -hmm. is taking on a life of its own where now we're starting to celebrate these things earlier and earlier it's like back in the day i remember in second grade miss sampika's class and 17 days before christmas Rudolph the red nosed reindeer was on television. Yep. And I remember my parents just being so beside themselves mm-hmm. that they were running this thing so early, you know? <laughs> Seventeen days. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah. It's like I mean we you,
0: Yeah. It's yeah, I, I, I mean, know it's crazy. You, you check I, the listings, it may be on tonight. You know? I know. <laughs> but this whole pumpkin spot it's like yeah I know I know I trust me I know like, Starbucks has already started spe- uh, selling their pumpkin spice uh, flavored drinks yeah already well, the
2: reason the reason they do that is to cover up the horrible taste of the coffee <laughs> beans that what but, it is but what is you know what the other thing about Starbucks is that uh if you order certain things you actually have to you know you think you automatically are adding to coffee right mm. that's not the case. A lot of this stuff you actually have to tell them you want coffee in it. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that, but
0: very true. Yeah, yeah. The Just what say. started this was I got a I got an email from this place that I've bought a couple of things from, and they have a sense of humor. And the the uh, the the title of the email is "Pumpkin Spice Stuff That Shouldn't Exist." Yeah. Like there's pumpkin spice almonds, pumpkin spiced uh, Kit Kats, pumpkin spiced Philadelphia cream cheese, pumpkin spice Twinkies. There's pumpkin spice. Uh, chicken sausage hello pumpkin spice flavored greenies dental treats for dogs <laughs> pumpkin spice spam and the one yeah, that I got guess. me was the pumpkin spice motor oil which i yeah that mm-hmm. that was the one <laughs> love it <laughs> oh my
2: gosh Many the time i've said why can't they make motor oil something we'd like to eat you <laughs>
4: know?
2: it's been something i've thought about really kind of use it like gravy yeah you uh, like gravy and uh, there you go <laughs> Hey, keep a couple extra quarts in the car just in case but hey Ooh. we don't need the oil in the car but i'm hungry you know <laughs> so mark a georgia man there was a man how do you not an ordinary man how do you it, move from that well there was this? a georgia man who saw <laughs> something and he thought that might be pumpkin spice
0: <laughs> might have to check it out no no 23 year old keijan griffin stole a mortuary van in conyers georgia think about that think about that he stole a mortuary van
2: now a mortuary (laughs) van is only stolen when your choices are very limited right or you have a
0: very specific purpose well he stole it to escape pursuing police he he needed a ride on foot it wasn't working okay (laughs) well this particular mortuary van was not empty Oh man, a body on a gurney rolled out of the open back hatch of the van and into the parking lot where it came to rest. Personnel on the site were able to safely secure the gurney and the body. Well, the body wasn't moving in on its no. own. You know? yeah. Stan mean, Henderson, Stan Henderson, he's the owner of the van and Stan Henderson and Son's Mortuary in Stockbridge said, "It's ridiculous. The dead can't even rest." Why would you leave the body in the van, dude? How long was it in there? I mean, hey, trust me, it doesn't have to be long. All you have to do is open the pa- open the back and go knock on the door, and say, "Hey, I'm here," and boom, yeah. he's gone. You know. I'm gonna yeah. ask you something. Did they have the windows cracked when the body was in there by himself? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, police chased Mr. Griffin from the city of Conyers to DeKalb County, where the van became disabled after striking multiple vehicles and blowing a tire, because that's going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, mm-hmm. The suspect then fled the van and ran into a nearby wood line, and the police searched the area but were unable to locate Griffin. And as far as yeah. I know, they still haven't. Wow. <laughs> but the dead body
2: is secure. Yes. I'm wondering, though. And I'm I'm not joking. All right. Was the body already embalmed or was it on the way to being embalmed? You know, was this, I mean, we're transporting a dead body. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering, you know, what, what condition was the body? I mean, was it a mangled mess or was it a heart attack? Was it already embalmed and on the way to a funeral or was it, you know, I'm just curious. Because inquiring minds want to know, or in this case, just Dave. I, I, I want to find out what family uh, is related to this guy because they just <laughs> hit the Georgia lottery. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show, the Friday edition where... Dun, 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 <laughs> dun. Dun, Go! <dun>, <laughs> Yep, See, you
0: could have used that for the Simpsons story earlier today. I, I could have. Yes, I could have. <laughs> but they weren't really stupid criminals, were they? They just mm. were criminals. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, guards usually don't have to watch for people breaking into jail. Into jail. So maybe it's okay. only a little surprising. They didn't notice the man climbing over two fences, then scrambling up to a second floor door. An alarm went off in the maple. Hold on,
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, I really did think from the start that this was going to be easily explained. Okay, that uh-huh. he made a mistake, but this was <laughs> no. okay. He is climbing over uh-huh. two fences, yes, and then. He's running zigzag motions throughout the uh, field there, you know, to go up to the second floor door of a jail. That's right. All right. Just making sure Uh I got it right.
0: An alarm went off in the Maple Street Correctional Center in Redwood City, California, and a correctional officer went to check it out. The source of the ruckus was Moises Dona Robles, 35 years of age, who was more than a little confused and under the influence of meth and alcohol. Well, he was sitting in a lobby inside the facility. The officer who saw him did a double take. Robles was wearing street clothes in an area reserved for inmates. (laughs) Robles told police he was fleeing a man with a gun. He admitted being under the influence and also had other people's credit cards with him. (laughs) Well, you know what? He just decided he this is the
2: kid in class that's trying to be the teacher's pet. That's all he is. Is He's trying to he's trying to be the
0: police, the judge and the lawyer's pet. (laughs) That's all he's trying to do. So he's breaking into jail with the. Yeah, Mark. Listen, you can check yourself into a mental institution, but I don't think you can check yourself into jail.
1: Tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. So crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.